This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, welcome everyone. We continue in uh, tonight's Daf Shavua. We're learning Masech Yivamais, Daf Lamed Dalet Amad Bez. Next week uh, we finish up the third parak. So tell all your friends to join. Um, let us recap very briefly. The Mishnah said on Lamed Gimel Amad Bez that if you have two men that marry two women, and at the time of the chuppah, the ladies got uh, exchanged, so you violate a number of averos, eishas ish, eishas ach, maybe even achas isha, if they're nida, nida, and they have to separate for three months, because shemamu baraisein. And the Gemara had a kasha, the kasha was, presumably these ladies are besulais, otherwise they would not have... Uh, gotten uh, mixed up. They must have been a very modest couple. And therefore the question is, how did they become pregnant? So that was the Gemara's Kashava. I mean, the simple logic of that is because the Bia Rishayna breaks the Besulim, breaks the uh, attachment. In other words, the woman is not capable of having the Zara enter her because uh, she's closed up, so the Biyarishayna breaks the hymen, and then uh, from there on she's capable of um, having children. So how could... So Gemara says, What do you mean? Vatamar became pregnant from Yehuda. Now, how do we know that? Because he was only... What? I was thinking, below yourself, old but that's later on. Right, well, uh, the answer is because he had one relation with her, and uh, and then she became pregnant. So, unless you say, maybe she was, uh, like the Gemara said, maybe he's Baal <laughs> Vishanu. The same answer the Gemara said before, Maybe Yehuda was Baal Vashanu. But it must be we have some type of tradition that um, Tamar was Nisabar Mibirishayna. The question on that's going to be, but the, uh, Yehuda was the third person she was with. She had two previous husbands, so how, how was it Birishayna? So the Gemara says, Amalei, Tamar be'etzba macha. Tamar crushed her basulam with her finger. So you write, Enisha Masavas Mibirishayna, that's if she's a basula. But Tamar was not a Basula. The Amar of Yitzchak, Kol Mayachos shall base Rebbe, all the women who crushed their Basulim of the house of Rebbe, Tamar Shman, their nickname was Tamar. The Lama Nikra Shman Tamar, Al Shem Tamar Shemacha Be'etzba. And the Rishonim said that in the house of Rebbe, like the Gemara says in the end of Ksubis, very often, um, a couple, the Tanam would get married and then he would go off to learn for many years so she would want to take advantage and try to have children uh, in the short amount of time that they were together. So adopting the, pra- the, the practice of the righteous ancestress Tamar, um, they were Ma'acha Be'etzba, says Gemara Vahahavu Ervainan. But Tamar lived with Aaron Oinan. Tamar first lived with Er, and then Er died, and then she lived with Oinan. Says Gemara, Er Oinan Shimshu Kedarkan. Er and Oinan had unnatural relations. 
and therefore they never had relations that could have broken her basulim, and that is how Tamar's relations with Yehuda was biarishayna. Now the Rabbi Kivegers Mitzayin Rashi and Chumash does not say that. Rashi and Chumash says that Er and Oinan were dashmi uh, befnim. The Zarami they threshed on the inside, they went on the outside. In other words, they, they penetrated and they ejaculated outside, which is seemingly against our Gemara. Our Gemara says, uh, which is unnatural, which means they, they didn't penetrate in the normal Makoim. So, and yet Rashi says that they were Doshmi Bifnim Bazarmi Bachutz. So that's a big Kasha, that's where Rabbi Kivegar points out. The Rashi does not seem to be consistent with our Gemara. The simple answer is that our Gemara's teretz is just a doichek to wiggle out of the fact that uh, Erva Oinon lived with them. So, in other words, uh, this is an answer is not necessarily the Pashtus. The Pashtus may be that, in fact, Aaron Oinon had relations and they were dashmi b'fnim mi b'chutz. They penetrated and they ejaculated outside. And the Gemara's answer is only an answer. Fine, weiter. The Gemara quotes a Brisa that uh, for the first 24 months after a child is born, so the Gemara in Yevamos, yeah, we once learned Yevamos, I believe Yandaf Yud Gimel said, right, that the Gimel Nashim, Mishamashos, was it Yud Gimel Yud Aleph? Three women are Mishamashos Bemoich. Three women have uh, you have relations with them with the contraceptive, and one of them is a woman who is uh, nursing because if she becomes pregnant again, then uh, the ch- it's going to ruin the milk, and the the child is going to have to stop nursing, and the child might die. So Rabbi Lezer is of the opinion: No, you're not mishamashas b'moich. Instead, you penetrate and you ejaculate outside. Divrei Rabbi Lezer. Amarle the Chachamim said, "Halalu einon elakmasa erva einon." How you know how to do that? That's the act of Aaron Oinon, who they did not uh, have a, 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 a complete via. So you can't do that, even though it's at, even though again the logic of Rebbe Lezer is that you're doing it for pikuach nefashos. Nevertheless, Rabbanon say you cannot do that. The Rabbanon say uh, it's on daf yud beis. I made a mistake. The sugya of Meshamesh Shemach is on daf yud beis. So, the the logic of Reb Lezer is that to save the life of the child, you are allowed to have this type of relation. The Chachamim say, no, you're not allowed to for this to save the life of the child. The Chachamim's argument is, so don't, don't have relations. Don't say, oh, I had relations, now what? Now I don't want to endanger the child, so I'll be Zohar uh, Mibachutz. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. Anyway, but this Brisa clearly is understanding that what Aaron Oinon did was they were dashmi b'fnim v'zarmi b'chutz, not bia shaloi kedarka. Says the Gemara, k'maisei erva oinon v'loi k'maisei erva oinon. In a respect, it was like the act of erva oinon, but not fully. D'chsev v'hoya imba el eishas achiv v'shiches artsa. It's Kamaisa Erva Oinon that it says that when they would come to the wife of their brother, they would spill on the ground. But, 
it's not like the Maisa Arav Anun because the Arav Anun they uh, had Bia Shaloi Kedarka. So in other words, they were not Mamish Dashmi Bifnim Vizarmi Bachutz, but instead they were had Bia Shaloi Kedarka. Okay, says Gemara Bishlama Oinan. I understand Oinan didn't have a regular Arza. It says he destroyed the seed to the ground. Ela er minolan. How do I know er? It says about Oinan, he also died. He died in the same death and uh, for the same reason that er died. He died for the same reason that just like Oinon was Shichis Arza, so was Er. Now, we know why Oinon did not want to give seed to this woman, because the child would not be his. He was doing some type of Yibam, so the child would be belong to the first brother. In other words, it would be named after the first brother, wouldn't really belong to him, so that's what his motivation was. Bishlam Oinon Mishum Loi Loi Ella Er my time Why did Er do that? What did Er have to gain? Er didn't want her to become pregnant and it would ruin her beauty. So his motivation was not selfish in terms of uh, the child, but it was selfish in terms of he didn't want her to uh, become pregnant. Okay. Now, the Pasuk says, Oisa. This is a pasuk vayikra perk tesva pasuk yerches veisha asher yishkav ish oisa, and a woman who a man lays with her shichvas zara, a laying of seed, verachat subamayim. She has to purify herself and go to the mikvah. So oisa prat lekala, oisa only this woman, but a a bride does not become tamei from relations. Divri Rabbi Huda. Not a bride, but uh, that excludes if you have unnatural relations. Says the Gemara, the son of Nachman said to Rav Nachman, Shall we say Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that if you have relations with the Kala, she's not Tame? Let's say that. Um, the Torah has pity on the makeup and the ornaments of a kala. That since she just paid some Haimish uh, lady a lot of big bucks to have her makeup done, she's going to go to the mikvah, so it's going to wash off, and you're going to, you know, it, it's going to be uh, quite a quick waste of money. So therefore, we have Rachmanas, and we say you don't have to wash off. Meaning that's the only explanation why a kala wouldn't have to go to the mikvah. Why would relations with a kala be different than anybody else? Amar so Rav Nachman said to his son, Hoin, I'll tell you why. It's nothing to do, we're not trying to save anybody money. It's because only a bia that's capable of producing a child and impregnating a woman it require, it renders a woman tame. But this the Biarishina with the Kala is not capable of doing that, and in that case, uh, it does not render her Tameh. Then it would come out, Rabbi Isai, if she was Ma'achab Ezba, or if she was a Bu'ula, or if she was a Grusha or an Amana, 
then she would have to go to the mikvah, right? It's only because uh, it's a bia that she's not able to be nesaber from. So what's the machloikis here between the Chachamim and Rabbi Huda? Rabbonon Savri, the rabbis hold Shechva Zera, when it says only a relations of Shechva Zera prat lahara, that excludes hara is the initial stage of bia. Rashi over here cites two opinions in in. I think Mesach Danida, yeah, what is Hara? There's a Machlekes. Is Hara when the the Aver of the man comes into contact with the Aver of the woman? Is that Hara? Or is Hara the insertion of the Yatara, of the Corona, of the male organ? But either either way, either Manda Amar, neither of those cause ejaculation, and therefore that would not render someone Tameh. Now whether that has anything to do with the current pandemic, I couldn't help but think uh, of the similar uh, terminology. But that's a machlaikis. What is what is hara? But either way the words Sheikh Vazara is Mamayit Hara. So that is the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda holds Shaloi Kedarka, excuse me. Um, Rabbanon holds Sheikh Vazara is Prat Hara. And Oisa is Prat Shaloi Kedarka. Rabbi Huda Sarva Shaloi Kedarka, Rabbi Sheikh Vazara Nafka. He learns both of those things are learned out from Sheikh Vazara because either it does not cause ejaculation or it cannot impregnate. Oisa Prat Lakala. And the word I saw says that uh, relations with the kala is um, would not render her tummy. Nusugya ki also Ravin. When Ravin came back from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, Amar Rabbi Yochanan he said that Rabbi Yochanan says Kol shasa achar baila eser shanim. If let's say someone's husband dies and she delayed, now she didn't remarry after her husband for ten years, Venisis, and then she gets married shuvena yoledes. She can't have kids anymore. In other words, if a woman, after being married to someone, waits 10 years and then she remarries, she's no longer capable of having children. So long as the machinery was was at rest for 10 years, she cannot have children. But again, this is not a matter of the machinery being at rest because there is no such phenomenon that if a woman is married for 10 years... That she can't, that she can't have. Uh, in other words, if let's say a woman had a child and then she waits ten years to have another child, there's no halal, there's no phenomenon. She can't have another child. That's because, as we're going to see, she in the interim is still having relations with her husband. However, if a woman was unmarried for ten years, after that, after her first marriage, she can no longer have children. Says Gemara, Rav Nachman. That's only if she didn't have in mind to get married. If she had in mind she's going to get married, then even if she waits 20 years, she could become pregnant. Now there was a nice lady by the name of the daughter of Reb Chizda. Daughter of Reb Chizda, the Gemara tells us, uh, Maisa, that she was once sitting on Reb Chizda's lap, and Reb Chizda was learning with his two Talmidim, Rami Barcham and Rava, and he says to his daughter, which one of those, these two guys you want to marry? And, he sa- and she said, both of them. 
and it was a shtikel nevuah, because after she married Rami Bar Chama, she ultimately married Rava. So Amar Le Rava, Labas Rav Chizda, now she waited 10 years in between marrying Rami Bar Chama and marrying Rav Chizda, and marrying uh, Rava, because Rava had a wife. Amar Le Rava, Labas Rav Chizda, Rava said to his wife, Rav Chizda, come around here, Rabbi the rabbis are... Uh, questioning and uh, challenging your purity, because here we had kids after 10 years, so you, you must, the rabbis are basically saying, you, you acted improperly between Rami Bar Chama and me, because otherwise how do you have kids now? Or, you must have acted improperly under me, but you were not, uh, you were not guarded, because the rabbis say it's impossible for you to have children after waiting 10 years. Amrulay, she said to him, Rava, Rava, Rava. Listen, listen up, my new husband. I was thinking about you the whole time. Even from the time I lost Rami Barchama, I was planning on marrying you. You had a wife, but uh, I was just waiting. Now, I don't know if Rava's wife would have appreciated knowing that, but uh, that's what Bas Reb Chizda said. Someone came in front of Yosef. She said to him, Rabbi, This teaching's not true. I waited 10 years after my husband I gave birth. So he says to Rabbi Yosef, Don't challenge the words of the Chachamim. <laughs> Basically admit that you were a Mezana in the interim. Amrulay, she said to him, alright, Navalti. I had relations in the interim and that keeps things, her systems going and uh, she was able to have children. Nusugya, Amr Shmuel. The Kulan Tzrichais Lahamten Shleisha Chadashim Chutz Migiyores Umishachreras Kitana. The Mishnah said that after these two men exchange their wives, so they, these women have to wait three months to determine who the uh, father is. Says the Shmuel, everyone needs to wait three months except for a convert or a freed slave who is a katana. Because they're not capable of having children. Says Gemara, that implies, but a Jewish katana has to wait. Avo katana she has to wait three months. How did she terminate the first relations? So I would have said, I don't know, her husband died. What's the kasha? So Shmuel says, That if the girl terminated her marriage with Mion, then she doesn't have to wait three months, because since she's not pregnant, and you would never confuse such a woman with a Gedoyla, because only a Katana could do Mion, a Gedoyla can't do Mion, you don't have to wait. She terminated with a Get. Shmuel once said that such a woman has to wait. Ella Biznos. Rather, she didn't have to terminate anything because this katana never. She wasn't married. She was mezana, and we don't want. So really, she shouldn't have to wait three months. But so so that a gedola who's mezana doesn't have to um, has to wait three months, and we don't want to confuse the two. The gazer abanu katana mishum gedola. 
By the way, we'll just end off, the Balaturim says in Parashas Yisroi, um, why did God give us a Torah in the third month? So the Baal says the giving of the Torah was like a marriage. And we were in Egypt. And in Egypt we were like in captivity. As the Baal says in this week's parasha, Ve'ela Shemois B'nei Yisrael Haboim is Rashi Tevois Shivya. We were a Shivya. So a woman in captivity, God's marrying us. He, got, he has to wait three months. Okay, Rabbi Sai, thanks for joining us. Um, Sunday morning, we'll try to dig into something over here. And in the meantime, have yourselves a great evening. Call to Thank you. Have a good night. Good night, good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.